This week on the Magnificently Huge podcast, oldie-timey daytime television. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Hi folks, and welcome to the Magnificently Huge podcast. I'm your host, Eric Reed. I'm also known as Eric the Clam. I'm also known as Eric the Douche, and I'm also also very interested in tv from olden times like when i was a kid right now the coronavirus is sweeping the world and i thought it would be appropriate for us to talk about what we used to watch when we were kids and we were at home with the cold of the flu before cable there weren't a whole lot of options now of course there's nothing but options and with streaming you can literally watch anything you want to watch right now This was not the case when we were at home sick, uh, and there was no internet to do anything outside of watching TV. It was just Star Wars figures, Legos, which you couldn't play with because you were feeling so crappy, and some of the most lackluster programming to hit the airwaves in ever. Uh, This is the stuff you won't see on TV land because nobody misses it. All right, let's hit it. So I have an idea for a game show. It's it, you get you get three husbands to show up on uh, uh, and, and they have to answer questions, a, a series of questions. Uh, and the, the, the goal of the game is to to not have it blow up in their face. So you you, you, you you're given an option of two things and you pick the one that you think will cause the least strife and you try and follow that path in such a way that you don't get in trouble. I'm going to call this game. Let's not make this a thing. <laughs> I think it's called the newlywed game, but I'm not sure. No, no, no. Because see, see, that's about how well you know your spouse. This is about how well you can keep from getting yelled at. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you been getting yelled at a lot, Eric? No, no, no. I just realized I'm, I'm told I, I need to, to, you know, like I'll, I'll be given two things and she'll tell me, make a decision. And I'm like, I realized yesterday my decision-making process is based entirely on how will this not become an argument? <laughs> I, I want whatever you want. I'm serious. I don't care. I don't care. If I cared, I would say, but I don't care. It, it reminds me of the last line from Confessions of a Dangerous Mind by Chuck Barris. It's like, I came up with a new game show idea. It's called The Old Game. You get three old guys with a loaded gun on stage. They look back at their lives, see who they were, what they accomplished, how close they came to realizing their dreams. The winner is the one who doesn't blow his brains out. He gets a refrigerator. (laughs) He gets a refrigerator. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I was so afraid you were going to say it sounded like everybody loves Raymond, which, which is why I ultimately wasn't sure I'd say anything. Uh, well, really, what doesn't sound like everybody loves Raymond 
ultimately? I don't know. I, I think everybody kind of sounds uh, like everybody else, Raymond. Good Lord. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. Yeah, where we <laughs> have a grand guys. My name is Brian. Yeah, this is Chris. <laughs> this is Eric. Hey, Eric. Yeah, that's... Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> have you chosen? Yeah, 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 I worked at it. This is Eric. This is what he is. Okay. Uh, you see my, what are we doing? You see my movie, We've been Ice trapped Age. in our houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a skin to life. Yeah, this is, uh, what, for future posterity's sake, this is uh, week 72 of self-isolation. Yeah, how awesome is this, pandemic. huh? Yeah. God, I love this. <laughs> It's it's quite impressive. Uh I got to tell as, you. As as Doug Stanhope said, I have house arrest on my bucket list. So I, I it's kind of nice to actually, you know, like I I don't have to drive to work. I can do my work here and when I'm done with my work, I can not work. It's great. Yeah. It's I I think uh we complain a lot about Gen X being shit on by most every other generation, but I think uh, as the memes and stuff rolling around have shown, this is our time. This mm. is our time to shine because if any generation <laughs> is prepared to just sit at home and do nothing, uh, it is our generation. For yes. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so suck it, boomers. Suck it, millennials. We're just fine. <laughs> we still don't care. Yeah. We have never cared, and now we extra don't care. Yeah. Uh, big thing for me today, today is day 14 uh, after I got off of a cruise ship and I'm still asymptomatic, which means that I now get to brag that I went on a cruise during the coronavirus panic and didn't catch coronavirus. Uh, I'm going to catch it some other way. I'm yeah. quite sure I'm going to catch it some other way. My wife works in a hospital. My son works in a grocery store. I'm working yeah. at home. I'm self-isolated. I wouldn't catch it except that there are other humans in my house and they go places. Do you have like... We the- were- we were on the same cruise, and I was told we have another six days of self-isolation. Seriously, it was From 14 who? days ago? It's been, yeah, we got off the boat 14 days ago. From the other yeah. person who was on the cruise with us, my wife. I, <laughs> oh, I don't want to say anything, yeah. though. Well, maybe. Well, technically, that may have been since you got home, yeah. Eric, because you hung out in Miami and you were at the airport. Uh, I still might have gotten the virus at the Miami airport, yeah. maybe. Um, give me another day or two on that. I see. But Walked the off boat, the boat, literally. No. Okay. Plus, yeah. plus it also- so don't give me any crap for going on yeah. a boat. Plus, it also I'm depends okay. on uh, what time zone you live in. So, Eric, you've got the edge because uh, <laughs> you're you're like four <laughs> days earlier than us because you live on the West Coast. I think that's And I carried works. the one. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Do you know how many time uh-huh. zones there are in the Soviet Union? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, uh, never quite uh, learned up on that. Uh, Eleven. 11. It's not even real. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I've been listening to thanks, a, Chris. Yeah, I've been listening uh, thanks to thanks for the for the good thoughts. For the good thoughts. <laughs> I've been listening to Escape from Noise like nonstop for two weeks now because it is the perfect pandemic record. I've come to realize it is well, so. <laughs> explain that. It, I want to yeah. hear this. Yeah, yeah I think. So I think prescient. I think that album should be your fresh shit. This shit is fresh. Oh shit, that is fresh. This stuff is real. Fresh. I'm saying eleven. Eleven. One, two, three. Yes, sir. Huh? Eleven. Wait, wait. This. Eleven. That's how big they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Slam that thing into third gear. That's yeah. what we do. 
Uh, well, what, 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 yeah. for the uninitiated, Negative Land is this weird-ass band from the San Francisco area uh, that kind of came to prominence in the 80s. They do, like, sound collage, industrial, weird shit. Uh, and they got this album from 1987, which was my introduction to them, uh, called Escape from Noise. And basically, it just chronicles how fucked up society is and was and shall ever be. Uh but it's just so weird to listen to it and overlay it to what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic because you've got like yeah. uh, quiet please where it's just that random noise and they keep going, it's already escape from noise. And then you go into the Michael Jackson thing. Is but it, it has all of the hallmarks of being locked in your home for days on end where you just start going <laughs> crazy and hallucinating. And it's like, you know, lock someone inside a bell and ring it. And ring it. And eventually, they'll, they'll go, go insane. insane. They'll go insane. Yeah. I got I to say, you guys introduced me to this album. And ever since then, every person I've ever known who was worth knowing was into this album. It's kind of like <laughs> it's a litmus. Test. It's it, yeah. It, it's like a secret handshake. I'm I'm not one of the assholes. Check it out. Escape from noise. Well, what baby uh, sort of pulled it up was because at the early onset of this, so this, I guess, when you guys were on your cruise and the world literally just went to hell uh, <laughs> in like a day, it, it reminded me of Christianity is Stupid, which is the lead track from Escape from Noise, because it just ends with that uh, shop as usual. Shop as usual. And avoid panic buying. And that was rolling yeah. through my head every time I looked at the news or looked out my window and just saw nothing but people panic buying. I'm like, oh, we are yeah. doomed as a species, and this is the record for you. I mean, it's just insane. So uh, brilliant. So it's just, it's fun to listen to, but yeah. Uh, and then when you get, I don't know, 10 days or so into working straight from home and you haven't really done much else. You get to like Nesbitt's Lime Soda, and it literally yeah. is a song about a guy who covets this one thing that he just wants to enjoy, and it gets ruined, and he has to throw it away, and he just loses his shit. I mean, that's And what's great is you can hear that the singer is in his 20s or something, but he's singing it in the voice of like uh, like a 60-year-old guy in an RV yeah. who just, I just <laughs> wanted the Nesbitt's Lime Soda, and I had to throw it away, you know, but... But he so, sounds 20. Yeah. It's just the, yeah. And then you get songs like the Playboy Channel, which is the guy going, and the noise comes in and ruins your orgasm. Yeah. On the Playboy channel, yeah, and and, and yeah. they're not really songs. They're like you say, they're collages. They're yeah. they're sort of like audio art 
yeah. that that impressionistically gives you the idea. Yeah, but it's just it just struck me listening to it just how much it fits what is happening right now. It just blew my mind. And then I got to this like sycamore, so, which is like guns, guns. You know, it's just like this is literally everything that I'm seeing out of my window right now. It's amazing. I'm, so on the one hand, I have to edit like half of the album into this podcast. <laughs> You're now. welcome. On the other hand, I don't have to try very hard because you can pretty much cut that in and out wherever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a, a very fitting <laughs> can, album. So yeah. Can we like link to the Spotify of the entire album, or I don't I know? Mean, maybe we can we'll send them some show money notes. by yeah, we showing them where it is on iTunes. Yeah, totally worth. Go listen it. to Negative Lands Escape from Noise. You can even find people. you can even find the full album on YouTube if you want. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's good times. But send them some cash because uh, uh, U2's label destroyed them in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should, uh, like we did for Sparks last year, we should do a, a show about Negative Land at some point. I know point. this oh, yeah. band yeah. for Negative yeah, Land. Yeah, totally. At oh, some point. go with it. Uh, I'd love one. to revisit Pastor Dick. Yeah. Ask Pastor Dick. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's- What else you got? That's the- uh, Fresh shit. You've been locked in your house for like oh, week, a week. weeks on Surely, end. There's fresh shit. Like three weeks now. I, I got a jump start on you guys while you were having vacation time. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's made me think of like what, what sort of pandemic movie playlist would be amazing for folks. I'll get into that at some point. I, I'll guarantee it. <laughs> uh, but really, uh, just watching a shit ton of movies, uh, some TV shows. Uh, we got BritBox. So I've been enjoying a oh, lot okay. of uh, BBC and ITV programming, and I found this one uh, called Upstart Crow that is my new favorite, favorite show ever. Uh, but it's basically with David Mitchell from that Mitchell and Webb look playing William Shakespeare in a sitcom written by Ben Elton that <laughs> basically is like a, like a Dick Van Dyke-type model. It's basically Shakespeare who <laughs> like commutes back and forth from London to Stratford on Avon, and it literally is just him uh, finding inspiration for his uh, classic works <laughs> in everyday ridiculous life. Uh, but as it's played by David Mitchell. Shakespeare's played nice. by David Mitchell. Uh, nice. And so basically, all of the shenanigans that happen around him sort of get folded into his ideas for potential plays, and then take like pot shots at uh, English culture and English history. And even Ricky Gervais, because there's one character that's in the theater company that's modeled on him. He's like, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a comic actor. Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Funny. Funny. Yeah. And, and they just basically, it's a big fuck you to everything and nothing at the same time. It is so genius. Uh, but it's smart people comedy. So if you're a dumb knucklehead that likes Full House as the epitome of your comedy, this is not the show for you. Uh, but <laughs> it's quite fun. So yeah. Have you seen that that the the series of sketches from Mitchell and Webb look around the event? Um, which oh was my some God, sort that of is horrible the catastrophe that had happened. That is the best. Hello, good evening, and remain indoors. <laughs> this is the quiz broadcast coming to you every Friday, the same day as your food parcels. <laughs> so chow down on a protein fudge, take whatever injections are recommended in your sector, and prepare to enjoy the show. Yeah, where's Doctor Who when you need him? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, well, I'll tell you tell you one thing about these aliens. They know how to put on a good invasion. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so much good stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's called Upstart Crow because that was the 
derogatory nickname that uh, like a peer of his at the time, who was also a critic for the court, Robert Greene, uh, called him an upstart crow as sort of a he, huh. like he he sucks kind of a thing. And so the guy who plays Robert Greene, uh, what was he in? He was from uh, he was in Green Wing. If you ever saw that show, he was like the crazy psychotic uh, doctor of radiology. And I think he was the weird roommate artist from Spaced, uh, if memory serves. Uh, but he just plays him like in a like in a feat, uh, Machiavellian jackass uh, who's always going after Shakespeare, and then Shakespeare's just sort of dealing with uh, that and trying to make a name for himself. And then every show ends with him at Stratford on Avon, like smoking a pipe with his wife near the fire, reminiscing about the events that have unfolded. And she's like, I think that would make a good play. He's like, Oh, are you serious? Really? It's like, and it's like every episode and every episode is sort of modeled on. This is what will eventually become massive classic X. I mean, it's just so ridiculous, uh, but it's like a, a lit major's wet dream. Honestly, that's fun. And so uh, you can probably find it on YouTube. If you don't have BritBox. I would recommend, you know, it. It's funny you, you when you what you were describing made me think of Black Adder. It's a and, little bit like and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remembered the Christmas special for Black Adder like years after the 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 end of the series and in it he goes back in time and meets William Shakespeare and punches him in the face <laughs> for all those dry plays that uh, kids yeah. had to read in, in, in high school. And yeah. then he punches him again and he says, and that's for Kenneth Branagh's four hour Hamlet. And Shakespeare <laughs> says, <laughs> and Shakespeare says, who? And he smiles oh. and says, I'll tell him you said that. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's this, uh, Ben Elton, I think had written for Blackadder. Uh, and who also yeah. we know from uh, from writing young ones and such. So it's got a real poke in the eye sort of sensibility about it. Uh, <laughs> Anti-establishment is really fun. Uh, but yeah, the like, one of the recent ones I saw was him droning on about how he's going to write Henry the Eighth, and everybody's like, "What are you going to do that for? What a piece of shit!" Did you do Henry the Fifth? He's like, Henry the Fifth was a fucking ponce. He's so boring. <laughs> what did he do that was so good? And so that it's like everything sort of spirals out from that. It's so dumb. So dumb. Uh, so yeah, that's really that. And then I started watching uh, Community for the first time ever. Because oh, I missed I it when it show. came out. Well, when it started, I, I, not seen it. I had actually started Community College after a 17-year absence from school uh, right when that show hit. And I just didn't have the time to watch it. And so now I'm like revisiting from the get go and it's uh it's fun. So it will I'll tickle your meta funny bone. Yeah. It's already pretty good. So I'm uh I'm enjoying it and I'll I'll circle back to that at some point in future episodes as I get through it. So that's literally, right on. literally all I've been doing is just watching a shit ton of movies and TV and uh trying to slog my way through Lord of the Rings still, and that's it. So. All right. What have you been Yay. doing? cooped up in your homes um. uh. <laughs> <laughs> eric are you going or am i going um you know I, I i've been listening to a lot of louis ck stand up because he's still hilarious uh, i i've, I've been trying ass. to yeah well even though he did bad shit yeah. i in all seriousness, I keep getting in, into this argument with people who are like, yeah, but he's an asshole. Okay. It, 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 
how can I put this? Okay, if uh, let's okay, is it is it bad to burn down somebody's house? Yes, I mean, it depends yes. on the person. Yes. but yes. Well, that's where I'm going. Let's say that it's a learning disabled kid and somebody told him that the devil lives in that house and he sets it on fire. Well, setting the house on fire is still bad, but the reason is different. With Louis C.K., I think think he had a mental disability and he's been telling us about it the whole time. If you listen to his stand-up, it's all about, God, I'm such a pervert and and everything is out of control. And that's like his psychopathy. You know, he's a guy who's damaged, who needs help. Yeah. It's not, you know, I, I have a hard time saying, yeah, he's an asshole. He's, he's a guy who's fucked up, but damn funny. Yeah. And well, uh, it's, yeah. it's honestly the same argument I have about Gary Glitter. It's like, yeah, he molested children, but rock and roll part two. Fuck yeah. Mm. I mean, it's. It, yeah. Or, or Michael Jackson. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not. Yeah. Michael well, Jackson, I, I, look what you've done. I do have a feeling, though, people's sympathy kind of rides on whether they've ever been a victim of that crime, because you will hear very liberal people, and I I am a very liberal people, so I'm not, you know, throwing, I'm not punching down here, Uh, very liberal people saying, okay, you, you, people who lead a life of crime had something go wrong in their lives and their upbringing, it's not their fault. Unless and until they themselves are someone who's had a grown man masturbate in front of them in their office, and then Louis C.K.'s an asshole. Yeah. Well, it's that weird argument. It's like, how do you separate the art from the artist? I mean, is that possible? Can you do it? I mean, it's. I think it just comes down to Eric's point is it's subjective, right? And and so it's like, look, if uh, you know, if if I've seen you do something that really sort of, I mean. I'm trying not to say triggered, but yeah, fine. If if what you did presses one of my buttons, then you're maybe not the entertainer I want to uh, to right. watch anymore. If I if I was molested as a child, I might have a different reaction to Michael Jackson than people who weren't. Right. Right. I yeah, and 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 I mean, I already have a problem with the idea that you're offended by Louis C.K. So now you have to school me. Go fuck yourself. I think he's funny and. If you yeah. don't think he's funny, you're not paying attention. He's a genius. Well, but this is- I do think that it's it's about whether or not you are personally, you know, you, you feel personally about the crime committed. Yeah. Well, for me, it's uh, like, let's say Bill Cosby. Uh, I grew up listening to Bill Cosby stand up, watching his show, etc. cetera. Uh, I cannot listen to Bill Cosby anymore. It's just painful mm-hmm. because of what we know about what he's done now. And it's just... <laughs> That's a hard line for me to kind of cross and go, well, yeah, he did all this, but oh, his albums are funny. I mean, it's, God, just, you it's, know what's, it's hard. You know what's mm. so weird? This just hit me just now as you were saying this. Like in 2000, I don't know, 11, 12, something on NPR, they were interviewing Louis C.K. for All, Thing Con- all Things Considered, I believe. And Terry Gross asked him, so what? you know comedy comedians do you think are funny and he mentioned tig and he mentioned a couple others and he said you know bill cosby has still got it yeah. so weird well, <laughs> it's like yeah. once again it's like you have no idea the boat you two are going to be in in a yeah. decade yeah it's like okay but yeah it's it's a weird bag man it's a weird bag yeah but, um, you know if you're but, laughing it's good whatever yeah 
and so and if you're looking the for thing, s- I will say if okay. you yourself don't want to do Bill Cosby anymore because you know reality, yeah, uh, that that's fine. I don't judge you. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I exactly. That's 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 my thing. It's like I'm not gonna make somebody sit down and watch uh, hilarious because uh, um, they need to see the genius of Louis C.K. <laughs> but they can't tell me I'm not allowed to. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's the the weird mm. double-edged sword of the whole cancel culture thing as well. It's, yeah. You know, it's like, well, uh, to me it's difficult because if they put something of value into the world, even though there may be secretly monsters, it's like, does that invalidate the stuff that they mm-hmm. put into the world? I mean, it's a weird, weird thing. But yeah, I think yeah. it just boils down to your personal predilections more than anything. And you Bro, know, actually, I'm, it also makes throw... it also makes me think of uh, Lily Reichenstahl, who who made who was a documentary <laughs> filmmaker who made uh, Triumph of the of the Will, yeah, and you know all those Nazi propaganda films. There, what we hate about her is what the art was, right? Yeah. I mean, there you can easily say, okay, that Nazi bitch made a bunch of Nazi films, so fuck her. You know, no matter how genius the filmmaking was she's awful yeah and so is the art along with her but with stand-up i mean it's not necessarily all about now a lot of it is who am i kidding he was telling (laughs) us the whole time he had a problem yeah Yeah. so and and i think that that that's one of the things i'm looking at so so if you have committed a crime and you have done your time yeah right like you know our what we say our society is based on is rehabilitation and forgiveness, right? So, you know, I think I think that that plays into the equation. I haven't really paid a great deal of attention to whether Louis C.K., you know, has been contrite or trying to do something or seeking help or whatever, That, but that would have an, an impact on me. So mm-hmm. in the same way that... O.J. Simpson writing a book called If I Did It and Profiting Off It <laughs> doesn't impress me much. Right. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I agree. I think that's that's like the sort of that 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 example is, you know, obviously. Yeah. Fuck that guy. But I think with Louis right. C.K., he's got the added problem of so many people explaining why whatever mea culpa he's making ain't goddamn enough. It's like, how do you, how do you satisfy everybody's, what he ought to do is chop off his dick. What he ought to do is, you know, (laughs) donate a billion dollars to blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, I don't know that everybody gets to say that. I think in some way he needs to work on himself. He needs to figure out his own shit and, you know, whether that's good enough for people or not, that's, Mm. that then becomes their problem, doesn't it? Yeah. Sure. So today's show topic is cancel culture. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> All of a sudden. And 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 I also uh Burt Kreischer has a, a new stand-up special on Netflix. Uh uh I can't remember what it's called because there's three of them. He's got three different specials on Netflix. And I watched them one after the other and laughed myself stupid. I nearly shit myself at some of the stuff that he was doing because he is also a comedic genius. Uh, I hope watch you have- him. I hope you I have enough know, uh, toilet Christian. paper uh, to do all this shitting 
yourself with <laughs> laughter. I got my two seashells. I'm set. Okay. <laughs> we are not used to physical contact greetings. Germs. Look, I don't know if you guys know it, but you're uh, you're out of toilet paper. Did you say toilet paper? Oh, they used handfuls of wadded paper back in the 20s. <laughs> I'm happy that you're happy, but the place where you're supposed to have the toilet paper, you got this little shelf with three seashells on it. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> But yeah, in these hard times, you need a laugh. Go watch some stand up for for you know easy laughs. Burt Kreischer, uh, Lucy Carey, if you can handle it. There's a new Joe Rogan special. All good. Okay. All right. I've been watching a lot of stuff. I'm not going to talk about most of it just because. Yeah. Let me. You know. Let me just uh, ask you this: uh, because you can't go see movies in the theater, is that crimping your your style a little? Well, no. So let me tell you about two new movies I watched <laughs> okay, this week. Good. Good. Uh, the popcorn is not as good at my house. I can tell you right now the best one we've tried is the Jolly Time Blast of Butter, but it is not the movie theater popcorn. Um, that sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> it does a little bit pornographic. I mean, it yeah. does. Yeah. I didn't name the product. Is it my- Jolly Time? Because I got a blast of butter yeah. for you. I like yeah. envisioning it's like muscle-bound like bucket of popcorn crashing through the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mickey Rourke sticking his cock through the bottom of the popcorn <laughs> container. Uh, a little diner. That's oh, a diner reference. You. Good on you. Anybody who doesn't know, that's a diner reference. Good on you. All right. So I've got two <laughs> uh, new release movies that are available on streaming services. Okay. Uh, to, to, to talk to you about. Um, okay. I'm just going to name both movies, and then I want you to tell me which one you think was better, Ooh. based on if you know anything about them at all. Speaking okay. of cancel um, culture, okay. Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> in Guns Akimbo. I'm going to say that was the horrible one. I'm just going to say that was the great one. Or Vin Diesel in Bloodshot. I'm going to say Bloodshot. I'm going to say that was the, the awfuler one. No. That was the awful one, and 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 legs akimbo was the 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 fun awesome. Honestly, wait a minute. I, that's the one where he's got guns super glued to his hands. No, right? they're like bolted, bolted to his hands. Yeah, bolted I saw the to his hands. I saw the trailer Boy. for that, and it really made me just sick. I mean, it made me think this is know? so stupid. Exactly, it has to be good. You know, it's like no. it, so. It's, if nothing I'll, else, it's an MST three K of the future. Have you seen Ray Liotta in Guy Ritchie's movie Revolver? No, yeah. but I've seen Guns Akimbo and Bloodshot, and I'm going to talk about those. Well, that's, what it, that's what it reminds me of. I'm just All saying. right. We get too um, chatty sometimes. We get too chatty. <laughs> so the worst of these two movies, I'm sad to report, is Daniel Radcliffe in Guns Akimbo. How could wow. it not be? How could it not um, be? It looked like it was going to be such a silly romp. It yeah. looked funny. It just, the trailer has uh, all the funny bits. Um, so, yeah, Guns Akimbo is... Basically, that movie Nerve, where there's like a violent internet, you know, people are killing each other game that people get caught up in, Black Mirror type thing. Um, Daniel Radcliffe doing an American accent, I might add, in an Australian movie. um, Lives in Shrapnel City, and uh, he is is a mobile app game developer who trolls people who are into this... uh, 
violent, I don't even remember the name of it, schism uh, game where people kill each other. And uh, because he trolls them, they break into his house and drug him and bolt guns to his hands. And it's, I mean, it's got this kind of running man thing to it. It's goofy. It's trying to be silly. It's violent as hell. There's lots of people getting killed. <laughs> this sounds uh, like that's what made me think it was a winner. This made me. This makes oh, me yeah. sound like if they tried to make Animal Crossing into a movie, this is what we would it's get. It's really not Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you think no, Animal Crossing is? Uh, guns Akimbo. Came up with Guns Akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? I don't know. Really? <laughs> yeah. You lost me. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's violent. It's stylized. Very, very stylized. Um, it's, eh, it just, it just didn't land. I think I'm too old for it. I think it's the kind of movie like our old buddy Chris would have liked at age 16, <laughs> but I okay. am not him and I'm not 16 and he would also hate it now. It, uh, <laughs> it just, it, the trailer made it look like it's just trying too hard. You know what I mean? That's the it vibe is. I got. It's trying way too hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was hoping it was more like hardcore Harry or hardcore Henry, where he's you know it's just like 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 moment to moment psychotic energy and killing. It is. Yeah, it's very well much moment to moment psychotic energy and killing. It's Yay. just not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Is it like uh, Crank? Is it like that movie? It's not as fun as Crank, okay, but it definitely has that kind of hyperactive ADD thing, you know, Ritalin thing well, going on. Daniel Radcliffe is no Statham, so yeah, that's fair. yeah. I can't it's, see him being the next Chev Chelios. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a direct-to-video movie level thing, you know. Yeah. It, it, they yeah. just made a thing. It. it eh. I was disappointed. Right. I, think, um, I think it's time. I do think it's time that uh, Daniel Radcliffe did some kind of serious project because ironically being in things isn't fitting for someone who hasn't done enough. You know, it's like, I don't like, know. I think he's done a lot of good, uh, weird stuff. I've actually enjoyed a lot of his choices. Really? I, yeah. Uh, Swiss Army Man was great. Yeah, well, okay. he didn't have any um, lines in that, right? Well, so, so, he might have. I don't know. He I was dead. Know. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed that Dark Ages, uh, Miracle Workers show he's doing. Um, I, 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 I like his choice. Basically, I think Daniel Radcliffe's entire project right now is to modify his public persona such that they won't want him to play adult Harry Potter eventually. Mm -hmm. I think he's just trying to get out of that. <laughs> I think, I think John Hamm has the same problem in that he's doing everything that doesn't look like Don Draper, but... <laughs> so that they can be like, see, I can do other stuff, but you watch the things he's in and he really kind of can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about Bloodshot. Bloodshot is Vin Diesel's comic book movie from the Valiant comic series. Uh, this is supposed to be a big wide release right now. Uh, but, but of course, it's been released to video. Coronavirus. No. And not um, because of Vin Diesel. I mean, uh, the, the, okay. The, do you really think it would be good, though? I mean, given his overall track no. record. I mean, no. There are very, no. Obviously, no. I didn't think it would be go. good. Yeah. And the first half hour was like Gemini Man levels of bad. Um, <laughs> but it, it does get better. Um, 
I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just never, gonna write. That is never a positive I, I, review. It, it does get here, better. Here, I, here, I here are my raw notes. Now, I, just, I would love in a movie for there to be a "it gets better" ad. It gets better. Don't worry, kids. This movie does suck, but it kind of gets better. No, it, this movie sucks. <laughs> it gets better from the level of sucking it does for the first half hour. Yeah. Okay. Here are my raw notes. This is this is what I wrote, <laughs> just free form. Uh, let's see, Deadpool, but not funny. Uh, Terminator crossed with Neo. A world without traffic. Is this a COVID thing? Um, this looks like cutscene. The movie. Um, one guy <laughs> literally has the haircut of the Doom guy from the Doom Two box. Um, oh wait, no, it's the Matrix. No, it's Alita. No, it's Spider Man Two. Oh wait, no, this is effects reel. The movie. Uh, those are my notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me um, ask you this because we all know that your baseline for terrible is uh, the city of a thousand shits, whatever that one was. Oh, jeez, no, this is worse than that. Really? Okay. I would, yeah, I would watch city of a city of a thousand shits again. This is okay. This movie looks like it was made in two thousand two. It's it's very much Spider Man two levels of effects, which means that they're good enough for 2002 but it's 2020 okay. uh vin vin diesel's character is um the soldier who um has been killed and then all of his blood has been replaced by by nanobots that look like um the aliens from starship troopers because and of course they make him into like Wolverine or Deadpool and that he heals like so there's shots where like his whole he takes a shotgun blast to his face and like his his blood and flesh fall off and then reform back on his face but I'm gonna wager that they don't grow his hair back no they don't okay. that's a good point um, but they so cleared kind up of all Terminator. my polyps, and so my voice is back. I can sing. <laughs> but because I'm all of his Diesel. blood cells have been replaced by these robots, he can also do the Neo thing, where he can access any computer system and, like, oh, now I know how to fly oh, a jet or whatever. Stop! Uh, stop! Oh, oh, yeah. No, it's it's. Fuck! How stupid! How fucking bad was that Daniel Radcliffe film that it lost? I'm telling you. <laughs> It was boring. <laughs> Bloodshot, at least, you know, at, at some point, it had at least a story that was more interesting. But yeah, um, look, Brian, Bloodshot. We, we don't appreciate it's a your, movie. We don't appreciate your cancel culture at all, sir. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do believe there's only there's only one Vin Diesel movie I will ever enjoy, and that's when they release his audition tape for Lord of the Rings. Oh, good I lord! I love. Oh my God! Just was him sitting in a fire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he, I think. I think he probably was auditioning for that. But like uh, 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 Peter Jackson said that uh, he sent them a tape of him basically sitting by a fire reading the book. Yeah. As his audition piece. Wow. It's like, wow, you're a douche. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, so it's quite so the yeah, quite the week for entertainment. It sounds like I've, from all I've of us. I've tried to stay current. Uh, I'll have plenty more fresh shit as I've watched a little bit more of some of these other shows I'm watching. But yeah, that that'll do it for now. Okay. Fresh 
What's our topic? Daytime television. <laughs> Time has no meaning. I've just, every day is the same. I That's go to fine. work. I stay home. I stay home. I go to work. It's, yeah. It's all the So blur. then this topic is for you because do you remember in the 70s and 80s when you had a cold and you were allowed to stay home? Oh, yes. And uh-huh. it's like your mom would take your temperature and go, not, nah, you're sick. You're staying home. And you went, ah, I won the lottery. And this is what you would watch <laughs> on TV. Before cable, before internet. Yeah. During the day when you normally would be in school. Suffering. Yes. Yeah. Uh, With a fever. I mean, well, and half awake, like falling asleep and waking up. And, yeah. 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 That's what made it even weirder to me. Was yeah, <laughs> when you're, when you're <laughs> up on cough syrup and whatnot. And and once the, the shows started making sense, that's when you knew uh, they're going to send me back to school tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, uh, as a kid... Uh, I was very prone to getting sick. Like asthma would turn into like bronchitis. So I was actually sick quite a bit. So I got to watch a lot of daytime TV outside of school. So I have Mm. fond memories of that because uh, that's stuff you normally wouldn't get to see as a kid unless you were doing it during the summer. Yeah. So so much yeah. makes sense. So now. that's when when Eric <laughs> so when Eric proposed up. this topic, I was I was all on board from the get go because this is uh this is my wheelhouse. Yeah, guys. this is my wheelhouse. It's, it's and this makes me think. Okay, when we did our Saturday morning cartoon show, I think a lot of uh, uh, millennials might not have gotten it because they grew up with a cartoon network. This yeah. is what we did before there was the ability to stream anything or. Yeah you know, pick what we were going to, or even have multiple channels on cable. This is, this is why three networks, two locals and a PBS. Yeah. This yeah. is why Gen X will rule the self-isolation <laughs> because we can we, sit through this yeah. garbage. Yeah, Cause we can sit through anything and enjoy yeah. it. So, we're going to spend blocks though. Right. Like what? in the morning there was like the cartoons ah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You got and to then, watch the end of Wallace and Ladmo. Right. And then there's if the game shows. I, and then yeah. there was like the shit that I just couldn't stand, like the no. boring, boring stuff. And then it became like the reruns. See, before, okay, you have, so you have your morning cartoon shows, which you never got to see the end of because you had to go to school. <clears throat> <laughs> and I know for all of us, it was Wallace and Ladmo, right? No, because I, mean, I didn't move Wallace to Phoenix. Wallace and Ladmo was the. I didn't move oh. to Phoenix until 85, so I was oh. uh, there for like their last two seasons. But I didn't what really did you watch have? Yeah, but you had was... Channel Forty One, and that I mean, it wasn't Wallace and Labo, but it's the same stuff. What did you have? Where yeah, were I you? mean, I watched. I was in Kansas City mostly, uh, and then New Mexico. So did they have like a, uh, a, 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 a an adorable, cute cut up who showed cartoons or Bozo the Clown or what the fuck? Or um, or was there uh, no announcer? Because that would explain I mean, a lot about you too. Uh, honestly, I just I would watch like Looney Tunes and Woody Woodpecker and stuff in the morning. Uh, yeah, and I then mean, I think was there in, a and show then, like, late, around them? Well, like late seventies, uh, it was like Captain Kangaroo was on CBS, so that was oh, probably yeah. uh, where I got my start. But for the most part, I didn't bother with any of the the hosted shows. I would just go straight into here's thirty minutes of cartoons. I mean, uh, yeah, enjoy, so they enjoy do, like, Popeye for a half an hour at 6 a.m. or something. Yeah, and right. it wasn't and like and it wasn't like Woodpecker. the colored stuff. It was like Popeye, when I grew up late 70s, it was like they would still show the black right. and white stuff that most kids these days right. would be like, oh, this is bullshit. It's not even in color. Blah. That's but, what you know, I did. For me, it's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so, fuck this. I'll, I'll go watch yeah. some Calgon commercial or whatever on uh, yeah, CBS. Right. Popeye sucked. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I that's, watched that's, it. That's for you losers who like Tackle and Jekyll. Jesus. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> fuck those magpies. So yeah, it was like- Okay, uh, see- it was yeah, that, ahead, and then like, ahead. and then in the early '80s, then it moved into stuff like uh, the Great Space Coaster and shit like that mm. uh, with, with Gary Gnu. No Gnu's is good Gnu's with Gary Gnu. I mean, it yeah. was just it was just really ridiculous, stupid shit. Uh, mostly, still I was a cult. There's still a cult of Gary Gnu fans. If you go really? online, <laughs> really? the, the <laughs> army awesome. of Gary Gnu is alive <laughs> and well. Awesome. It's weird. Yeah, it's so <sighs> strange. But for me, it was like, but, you know, yeah. get, through, get through the cartoons because at 10 o'clock, Price is Right is coming on. And that was the gold standard for me. Yes. That was what I was yes. waiting. That was what I would wait All for. All right. See, yep. I, I, w- right. I remember there were the cartoon shows and then, okay, cartoons are over. So there's still like the end of Good Morning America or the, Ugh, the, yeah. the chat shows, which yeah. I would pop on for want of anything else. And once that was over and you heard the Price is Right theme, then we were off to the races. And it was a solid hour. Like, you didn't have yeah. to change the channel. You could kind of settle in. Yeah. There Price were several right. different games, good. so it was like watching several different shows. It I, yeah. But I always, I always felt like by the 40-minute mark when they got to the showcase, I was like, I'm done with this goddamn show. I'm, I'm yeah. bored, bored. Really? I've been watching this for an hour and ick. Yeah, you mean I got to watch three more people roll through this bullshit to get to the sh- showcase showdown? Right. But I mean, if you're, but if you're sick and you're killing time, nothing better nothing better because the games are so innocuous like an eight-year-old could figure out how to play that shit you know what i mean that's why well, that's it was the beauty good. of it yeah as anybody feels like they can win the prices right <laughs> yeah right like, no it is okay, fun what was to watch bob game? barker yell at people and go you can't all bet one dollar you know yeah. it's like they, they <laughs> don't quite get the show well, and barker always had that like long stemmed tiny ball microphone right uh yeah and he would like always tell you to make sure you spay and neuter your your pets at the end, it was like, this guy's, he's hardcore. I want to hang out with this fella. You know what I mean? But he learned uh, karate from Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee yeah, was exactly. his, his, yeah. And not Bruce Lee. Uh, uh, Chuck Norris taught him karate. Yeah. And well, that's why he apparently one time he, he, one time he accidentally punched uh, Chuck Norris in the face and Chuck Norris was like, oh no, no, that was a good shot. Here, let me show you something new. And just kicked his ass for the rest of the hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Bob Barker eventually kicked the crap out of Happy Gilmore. Right. The price is right, bitch. Yeah. So, did you have a favorite, like, one of the games in Price is Right? Oh, that's a fair question. For me, for me, yeah. it was the one with the mountain climber and the yodeling. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, when it would climb up the, the Alps and then fall. Yeah, the and so, like, every for every, like, dollar they were off, the, the guy would climb closer and closer to his death. Yeah, yeah. That I was, don't. That was the best. I don't remember that part. I remember the one where they would bring out like a, uh, you know, a carton of milk and be like, "And the first number in the price is six. Is it higher or lower? You know, <laughs> is <laughs> it higher or, or lower? lower?" And it's like yeah. all these 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 women who were, uh, 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 boy, this is gonna sound awful, but I'm sorry, it was the 70s. All these women who were housewives were like killing it on the price of Woolite and all these yeah. dudes who were obviously just like either unemployed or firefighters <laughs> were like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Woolite well, is $40. Yeah. Well, that's all that like half the games are reminiscent of the actual uh, bidding to get on stage. 
That's like really literally all prices right is. It's like here's the yeah. item, what's the price? Oh, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> you lose. But then the other person's yeah. like, "Yeah." And if that whole show was just a commercial for household products yes. because what yeah. a they, genius it was concept. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's all here's advertising product, if you're not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you get when you get the people that are getting called out of the audience and then they have to wager uh, and you always get the jackass who thinks they're smart. One dollar, Bob. One dollar. Uh, I always got glee from when that person actually lost because it was such yeah. a shithead bet. It's like it's basically <laughs> the one dollar bet on Prices Right is the fuck you bet, <laughs> and they're the people that nobody likes. <laughs> so I always enjoyed that. But the game that I always remember most is not one that required any skill or knowledge at all. It was just Plinko where they give you this board that said a slant yeah. with pegs in it and you have to drop a like a, a token. It's pachinko. Machine, yeah, basically, it's basically pachinko. It. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it basically it just a, wherever it landed, that's the prize that you got. A total <laughs> game yeah. of chance in, in yeah. a sea of do you know the price of things. Yeah, and so that's yeah. the one that always stood out because then it, it leads into the, when they're competing for the showcase and they have to spin the wheel. And it's like that incessant bleep, 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 bleep. And you can see the tension build. Uh, I always felt bad for the people <laughs> that went over a dollar. Like, you suck. Even though they had nothing to do with it, you know? <laughs> I once saw somebody hit the $1 and it was like, no, you can do that. No one's ever done that before. Yeah. It happens. It happens. And, there, and usually yeah. there'd be a big burly guy who would like, like try and, you know, put some english on it i mean he would he would, you know fucking hammer that yeah. wheel and it would just go on and on and uh, uh yeah so Remember bob barker was... giving him shit like now we have to talk even longer <laughs> so when i was 13 i was i went to uh cvs television studios in hollywood um, uh i went to see a taping of the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid which we can get Ooh, to another good one Ooh, um yeah one. but the thing was that we got a tour of the of the facility and and so there was the hallway with all the prices right props in it and Ooh, nice, the the nice. big wheel is made of plywood and <laughs> is not as keeps on turning in, is not as interesting yeah you're proud of that joke aren't you yeah it keeps not on burning really. yeah <laughs> um it's not as impressive in person but but anyway yeah i was going to say Price is Right was the gold standard, but then there was like the other lesser game shows, like twenty five thousand dollar Pyramid. Well, which you know, but you know, Dick Clark had to know stuff. A good one <laughs> to, uh, to win the, that one. The, but the one that I always liked beyond Price is Right was uh, Card Sharks because that was basically. My other one. Yeah, because basically any just, idiot could play. Any, you like answer the the dumb question so that you could take your turn, and then you basically just flip a card and go. I think the next one's gonna be higher, higher, and then lower. and then you higher, lower, lower, higher. It's basically it's high low. Any four year old plays a high low with a deck of cards with their friends. I, it's like this game is stupid. <laughs> I would be sick at my grandma's house, and I would have a deck of cards, and I would play card sharks with myself yeah. on the floor, and I would cheat at it. I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ask yourself questions as well? No, I was just no. doing the higher lower thing. Yeah, there know. was that, and then my other favorite was Joker's Wild because they would pull oh, the shit. yeah, was, they would pull the lever, and then you you would get like the uh, the wheel spin, would, and then it would come yeah, up with your categories. Three. Exactly. 
But sometimes uh, it would then, go, Joker, 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 Joker. And then announcers well, sounded like a madman whenever it would happen. Anything that comes up other than Jokers, your glorious reign is over, and the new champion would be Adrian Carter. You feel it all lucky? Um, let's hope so. I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. Joker! Joker! It was Chuck Barris, wasn't it? No, it was uh, the Joker's Wild even... Host. No, that wasn't Chuck Barris. He just did Gong Show. Yeah. Uh, mm. But yeah, it was basically. I liked it because it would do this like weird uh, slot machine graphic thing, and then the the category would come up, and then if you got three categories of the same, then you I guess you automatically won if you answered the question. Uh, okay, the guy's name was Jack Barry. I just Googled it. Okay. That show apparently go. is hosted by Snoop Dogg now. Nice. Oh. That's a thing. Joker. Joker. <laughs> Joker. 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 All right, my man. You got three Jokers. <laughs> the Jakizzle Wizzle, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, the money doubles, and the question's going to get a little bit harder. You know where you at. You inside the Joker's wild. Don't you touch that dizzle. We'll be back in less than a million. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah. So, game shows. Basically, like cartoons and then game shows were the latter half of the morning. Uh, right. I did not watch soap operas. Uh, no. They just didn't interest me. I did yeah. try. Uh, I, I did try. Oh, and soap operas, yeah. there used to be a fuck ton of them. I mean, there'd oh, yeah. be like three or four in a row on each network. And I yeah. think the last soap opera finally just became an online thing. Yeah. But yeah, I remember my my, my grandmother, my nonna, would watch Search for Tomorrow. <laughs> Will we ever find out where tomorrow is? We're always stuck in today. Why don't we look for tomorrow? <laughs> It had some kind of weird intro like that. This is Search for Tomorrow. This portion brought to you by Crest, the cavity fighter. I tried watching it, like, in, in, in college. I had a break in classes this one semester, and so yeah. I'd go have lunch, and it was always on. So I was like, all right, I'm really going to try to get into this. Nope. And it took a while to, to dial up to where everything was, because you can't start from the beginning. Yeah. Right. That's right. the thing that always gets me. You can't start from the beginning, so you have no idea where you are in this story. It's just people being very, huh, huh, about stuff you don't care about. Yeah. And I it's, guess at some point it sticks and you go, oh, oh, that's 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 Tommy. He was like eight years old last week, but now he's 20 and he's fucking that lady. And it's like, I get yeah. it now. I know what it's, they're doing. I still don't care. Yeah. See, it's, soap operas are what ruined 70s and 80s Doctor Who for me. At the time, right? Like because the pacing and the way the camera would look and the, yeah. the lack looked of like a soap opera. You're music, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it just it just made Doctor Who seem like a soap opera, and I miss instantly like my brain was like, nope, yeah. nope, bored, yeah. no. Nope, well, there you yeah, go. We're not. We're we, we 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 came that close to having like a Dark Shadows reunion, <laughs> the same way that we <laughs> oh, had a Doctor God. Who one. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, but soap operas were like they would come on late morning after prices, right? And then literally that's what drove me to the independent station showing all of the sitcom reruns. And that would be but my see, afternoon. There was a gap. There and was like Andy from 12 show. to 2, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Like there was just nothing. No, not where I grew up. It was literally uh, like noon. They would start in on the Andy Griffith, Dick Van Dyke, yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. That was, oh, that's right. They KPHO. had sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. KPHO right. Channel 5 for us. Yeah. 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 Uh, Petticoat Junction. I mean, basically, all of the Beverly Hillbillies, yeah, Gomer Pyle, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. For a short then, while, they showed MASH. Yeah. That was like later in the day. And then in Kansas City growing up, like late day, like 3.30 or 4-ish, then they would show like Hogan's Heroes, and that's where I got Hogan's Heroes. Right. Yeah. Okay, you're uh, skipping ahead way too fast, dude. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but, but basically from way like Way too 12, fast. Let's just end the show. We were <laughs> <laughs> 12 to 3 was basically just old sitcoms from the 50s and 60s. That's right. pretty but much But before it. we get there, okay, you're sick. And you're at home, and now it's lunchtime. What do you have when you're home sick? Because you don't have to eat that shit out of a bag like you normally do. What's your What's your go to at home sick mm. lunch fare? Assuming uh, you can keep stuff down. Yeah, it depends on how. Keep stuff down. It depends on if you're like really sick, or you're just on the tail end of sick, where you're just hanging out at home because yeah. Is We're this just I'm talking young about like my a, mom stuck me in my grandma's, or is this I'm old enough to be left home alone? Uh, no, no, you're, you're not old enough to be left home alone. And, and, and as far as illness, you just have like a bitch ass cold. It's nothing, it's nothing like, you know. Yeah. Then usually like like (laughs) grilled cheese and soup. That's usually what I ended up. Yeah. Like tomato soup, grilled cheese or SpaghettiOs. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, if I could get that, that craft macaroni and cheese in the box with the shitty powdered cheese. Oh oh, man. I was loving it. And then, (laughs) and then usually because, uh, usually involved me having a chest cold i would have to be given enough liquids to drink all day to keep that shit loose but invariably i would always have like a bunch of seven up around Mm. because somehow i convinced them that that was uh the only thing that i would be able to drink (laughs) not water or tea or anything it's like just give me like a two liter seven up i'm good our, our pediatrician told my mom, dr weber our pediatrician told my mom that the best thing for a kid when he's like hacking and gargling and like has snot in his lungs coca-cola and i love oh, him yeah. for it because i got to drink coca-cola guilt-free yeah have yeah. a coke yay well, i think i you, will if you've ever tried to clean your battery terminals on your car coca-cola is the best thing for that because it just eats through anything yeah <laughs> you can pour that stuff and in it and tastes you're going all great day. yeah it's awesome so for uh, me when i would get sick i would tend to get the stomach flu so i didn't have as many happy memories about Food. Oh, you poor bastard. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was a little older, so I'm cocking like 12-ish, we'll say, uh, my mom worked all day, so often I got to just be sick at home by myself, which was glorious. Yep. Yep. That's and, where the cheese crisps come in. Yeah, and literally like you could go through a whole bag of like uh, – <laughs> Like soft chocolate chip cookies and whatever else is in the pantry. You're just like, you don't care. You're just eating whatever at that stage. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's fair game if you're not masturbating yet, because that's a story nobody wants to get into on the podcast. And for Christ's sake, if you had time alone, you'd you'd use it. Right. So we're talking before (laughs) that. Yes. Let's not get into this thing I'm bringing up. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, But it's very illuminating about. Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm the only kid who yeah. was jacking off. Yeah, I'm the yeah. only one. Sure. So, yeah. so then, sure. yeah, you, you, so then you've had lunch. You're watching uh, all manner of uh, sitcoms that probably your grandparents watched when they were first on. Uh, and I remember like Room 222. I was like, who was this made for and why? Room 222. Yeah, 227? Like, no, no. no, no. Room 222 was about a teacher. Yeah, and it was like, oh, to I serve with know. love, but America in the 60s. And to this day, I'm like, somebody thought this was yeah. entertaining. It's, it's basically what Saved by the Bell sort of modeled itself on early. But it's, yeah, but not funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> what, which one's I mean, not funny either? Uh, I guess so Saved the, by the Bell is funny compared to Room Twin. But yeah, that Adam's Family, Munsters. Yeah. So what's the... Uh, oh, I Dream of Genie Bewitched. Oh, those are stupid. That was always, yeah, that was always a good double shot. Like, I always appreciated so, the programmers that would give you themes. So, yeah, you so, can, so so here's a theme. It's The Price is Right, I Dream of Genie, and Bewitched, and Masturbating, I think, is is the theme. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but you, fuck but you yeah, have, it is. You have to end with Genie, <laughs> otherwise it doesn't work, because no one's going to get a boner to Bob Barker. You know what I mean? There was the models on the prices. I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> okay. Chris, but there were models maybe on that late, show. Maybe later. Okay. Janice was okay, always my F. favorite. F. Mary Kill. Jeannie, uh, uh, Tabitha from Bewitch. Wait, no, no, wait. What was the mom's name? Tabitha was the kid. Uh, uh, Samantha. Uh, Samantha, Jeannie, or... Yes. Okay, I was going to go with the Adams Family woman, but Oh, Morticia? Price is right. Morticia. But we're okay. not doing that now. We're doing Price is Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a toughie. I mean, uh, I mean, you would definitely uh, have sex with Jeannie because, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. seriously. Uh, I would definitely marry Samantha because that's of already course. obviously a good thing. There's long-term uh, benefits there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then just uh, kill Janice from Price is Right because really what does she do except open curtains? Wow. I think all yeah. three of us are in agreement. Yeah, yeah, that was easy. That Price is Right bitch is dead. <laughs> Bam. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. What's the weirdest uh, sitcom you ever watched that you remember from those days? Ooh. Like the, like, like the like reruns. Like episode or the actual show just like, conceit? Like just so the not, actual- Not like, like a show that they were making at the time that was contemporary, like something that they- No, no, like, like, like the block of- the past. Yeah, like the block of sitcom okay. reruns that she would end up watching. Like what's the weirdest- Whatever mine is, it's not nearly as obscure or awesome as whatever Chris is going to pull. Here, I don't know. So. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember like, like I loved Get Smart, but there were some Get yes. Smarts where I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? I think you're trying to do a real <laughs> exactly. James Bond. And it would yeah. be- yeah, he he would be like like in in the jungle running from a wild cat, and he would. Yeah. I was like, there's there there's the same jokes in here about like missed it by that much and all that junk. Yeah. But basically, they were trying to actually make a James Bond, and it wasn't working. Yeah, that I was just, weird. Well, it was. I think <laughs> I remember having like, and this isn't my pick, but I remember having uh, the light bulb moment when I realized that. Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, and Petticoat Junction were all part of the same universe. Yeah. Oh, were uh, they? They were, yeah. yeah. They might they as well have been. So, uh, great. And that, I like, remember when I put that together after watching episodes all in a block uh, and going, oh, what in the hell? <laughs> and then, of course, <laughs> Uncle Joe would wander in and the illusion would be ruined. Uncle Joe. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of those shows, Gilligan's Island, Beverly Hillbillies, I Love Lucy. The the one that I think was my favorite, and I don't think that this is an obscure one, was the Dick Van Dyke show. That was that was a head and shoulders yeah. above the rest. Yeah. I mean, if Dick Van Dyke wasn't tri- tripping over the, the Ottoman, your day was not complete. That was also a partner piece, I believe, with, with Andy Griffith, right? Like, it's like they always sort of ran those two together. Was it those two, or was it? I, I, was, yeah, I love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke. Would kind yeah, of always get. I mean, it, up. It, it varied. I think it at one point it was like Dick Van Dyke, Andy Griffith, and then later you would get like the I Love Lucy followed by Andy Griffith. 
Dick Van Dyke is the reason so many people these days are really into mid-century modern. Yes. I mean, the furniture yeah. on that show yes. is so cool. And actually, a lot of the suits are so cool. Yeah. And uh, Mary Tyler Moore, va va boom, mm-hmm. man. Uh, yeah. Laura Petrie, that was like my fir- that was probably my first, like, uh, I'm not sure what this is kind of crush, but it's definitely <laughs> a crush. You know what I mean? Because she was going a- on in my pants. Right? Yeah. Because she was a, a, a dancer. <laughs> who quit dancing to be married to a comedy writer. Uh, yeah. But she was just, yeah, I don't know what and Chris it was. Chris is like, I just want to write stuff. So maybe someday uh, a dancer will <laughs> give up her dreams for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's the, she's the punchline in that show. Did you hear the one about the world's stupidest actress? She screwed the writer. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, uh, yeah, no, you know, okay. A weird show. Uh, Mayberry RFD. Yes. I even as a kid I remember thinking who knew that uh uh uh, uh Andy Griffith was the required dramatic tension. Ken yeah. Barry the just aftermath of it, of Andy Griffith. Cuz they had already right. gotten rid of Barney by that time. Uh, cuz well, Don Nuts went on to his film career. Yeah. Uh, like a quotation, moron. Like like in air quotes <laughs> film career. Yeah. Uh and then they brought in uh Ken Barry was it Ken Barry like came in to take over? Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. remember. It was Ken Barry and, and like everyone else, like Goober yeah. and, and Howard and, yeah. uh, that Floyd, the barber, but and no it's like, Opie. well, yeah. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. And maybe I, I guess they would make appearances wouldn't they? Aunt B would show up. Oh, hi. I'm so glad to see that this show sucks now that I'm not on it every day. (laughs) Yeah. As a kid, you're like, does the RFD stand for really fucking dumb? Because I'm turning the channel. (laughs) 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 That was a great episode when we found out it was. Yeah. Uh, Well, for me, it's like the the weirdest one I ever saw, and it was from the 50s. Uh, Somebody got a network to give him money to do a sitcom adaptation of the 1930s film series Topper. Camel, America's first choice among cigarettes, presents Topper. Which is about a drunk ghost who haunted this. See, I told uh, you what you were going to go about <laughs> better and more obscure. <laughs> and and they, they translated it over to a sitcom and basically it was like really rudimentary effects where they would like literally do like a green screen that obviously is just being pulled over the actor. Cause he would just disappear mm-hmm. from the scene and then actors would come in and like, pretend they couldn't <laughs> see him. And it was so basic. And I remember as a kid watching that, just going, no, that's exactly what they're doing. I've seen star Wars. You asshole. I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> you can't pull like, the wool over. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, you can, but you can't so, pull it over my eyes. Yeah. This is like this, you know, black and white shenanigans, 1950s effects. Uh, but I was mesmerized because as a kid, I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. You're not fooling me. <laughs> but that was always sandwiched between like Genie and My Three Sons. So I just stuck it out because I didn't want to change the channel. Ah, what about Hazel? Do you remember Hazel? <laughs> yes. No. Ha- that was Oh, that- Hazel was about, you know, the, the wise cracking maid of yeah. some fucking family. Mr. Ham- had a maid in the 50s, in the late 50s, early 60s, it seems yeah. like. Well, there was that. Um, that's my wife's favorite show, honestly, from that era. She's always on about Hazel, but it's not on anymore. You can't find it anywhere. It's ridiculous. Uh, but there was that, and then Family Affair that had Mr. French. So which they stopped of the, showing after the girl killed herself. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Uh, 
And then the other weird one I always watched was they did a, a sitcom adaptation of the David Niven movie. Uh, oh, what was it? The, the ah, shit. It's the one where he had like the, the five kids uh, and the sheepdog and they moved to the country. What the fuck? No, I don't know this at all. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at this up. show Hang is on. so obscure that the that the Gen Xers don't even get the references. <laughs> We're screwed. So, so like it, we bought a zoo. Is that what you're saying? It was. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I'm, I'm fairly confident that even if he can come up with the answer, nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the well, the, he the movie was with David Niven and Doris Day, uh, and they just ended up doing. Basically, he's like a playwright from New York who moves to the country with his wife and brood uh, into this dilapidated big giant house. Right. Beetlejuice hilarity Boom. ensues. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Speaking of adaptations, there was also uh, Operation Petticoat about the pink submarine. Oh, yes. That yes. for some reason people thought was such a funny goddamn movie they had to make a sitcom out of it and I none of the it movie. was funny. I like oh, the movie. You're stupid. That's why. You're stupid. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway. I this, saw Star this, Wars. <laughs> this, this junk went on forever and then eventually the kids programming would come back because the kids would start getting out of school yeah and then you'd feel less special that was a real feeling for me it's like <laughs> my specialness for the day is going away because now everybody's coming home from school and they get to like hang out and junk yeah. and i can't because i'm homesick and, and, and now watching, suddenly i don't like it and they're watching the same thing it was please don't eat yeah. the daisies that was the show. And then, yeah. And that wow. was usually that was usually the end of the sitcom run. And then, like, Gilligan would come on or something. So, yeah. Gilligan's Island I, I like how you sucked, d- sucked, sucked. drew a line between sitcoms and Gilligan, saying Gil- hey, Gilligan doesn't count as a comedy. It it's doesn't. It's not funny. It, yeah. Uh-uh. Well, I got to say, watching all these old shows in the afternoons, this is where, as a child, uh, not having a lot of reference for the world, I would get into my own weird Plato's allegory of the cave sort of mindset. And I had a theory that basically life before color television, uh, everybody saw things in black and white. I didn't account for movies that were in color at the time, but also black and white, but it was like a dividing line. Like up until the early sixties, everything was in black and white. It didn't matter. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That that was actually a Calvin and Hobbes strip where Calvin's dad explains that the whole world had been black and white and then transitioned to color. But why are those pictures still black and white? They're color pictures of a black and white world, son. (laughs) Exactly. I was Calvin. I was Calvin, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So, yeah. Where do we go from here? Daytime Uh, television. Let's see. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then you, no, 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 that's no longer daytime television. Yeah, I think we covered the greats, didn't we? We did. We did. Although in in Kansas City, the best part was that, and I can't remember which channel it was. I think it was the the CBS station. But from three to five, they would do an afternoon movie, but they would do theme weeks. And so oh, that's usually what that, I would le- lead up to uh, with all I, my other I think bullshit. that was KTVK Channel 5. Could be. Yeah. Uh, which was the we, CBS. We, yeah. We also ignored PBS, which was always the go-to when everything else sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, you had you had uh, uh, Sesame Street, Natch. Uh, you had um, Electric, uh, Company. Electric Company, Company afterwards. In um, Arizona, for a while, we had Via Alegre, which was this. La, you know, la 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 yeah. la la la. And and and, and uh, three two one contact. 
yes. which was the sciencey show that nobody liked. Uh, uh, and Zoom. Don't forget Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Oh, Zoom. yeah. Don't forget zip Zoom. code. Yeah. I think some of these we covered in the uh, our after school special I think special. We did all ah. of these actually? Yeah. 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 Oh, then fuck them. Uh, <laughs> go to our go to our website and watch our old shows for that. <laughs> yeah, Brian, tell wants to end this right now. So oh, yeah, you know. uh, all right. But I yeah, then later in the day, we were pretty much watching what everybody else was, and all your buddies were like, "Yeah, whatever. How was your day? Do you feel better?" And then. You know, you had to go to school the next day. Wait, your buddies oh. cared about you and checked in on you? Oh, yeah. I'm lying. No, I didn't I have in, any friends. Yeah, come on. When I was friends. In, yeah. When I was in first grade, the the thing then was every, you know, because teachers just wanted to find some shit for all the kids to do because they didn't know what they were doing, these teachers. So they was like, okay, now we're all going to make a get well card for whoever is out that day. And this kid, John, from my class uh, uh shows up at my door apparently my mom got him and uh this this very shy kid hands him like a pile of get well cards and she comes into the bedroom and says oh look you know john from your class you just came by with all these get well cards and i was like oh that's neat and they were all to james and uh <laughs> and my mom was like why are they all to james and this is this becomes a very dumb story first day of school in first grade they they asked what our name was and if we had another name we we wanted to be called by you know the way like someone named Rick might want to be called Ricky or something <laughs> oh, like that no. <laughs> so <laughs> you're I, an I, asshole and, and so <laughs> yeah so my name is Eric and my other name is James and so like oh okay and so like for the whole school year everyone's calling me James and my mom sees this in all these cards and she's like why are these all the james i was like oh they asked me if there was another name i wanted to be called by why james because i was hoping they were going to ask if there was another last name i wanted i was going to say bond because <laughs> in first grade i was still hardcore james bond i was re- oh good you know, i'm not God. gonna say it i can i'm not gonna get cancel cultured i was learning disabled yeah. that's what i was so learning disabled yeah. well all I will tell you is this, is I never did a lick of homework while I was homesick, ever. Oh, Fuck no. Me. Nobody did. Screw that. Yeah. So, I didn't learn a thing, but I learned how to price Woolite uh, in a pinch. <laughs> I did it in <laughs> high school, really and it was great, because I would cough all over my chemistry homework and hand it in. Here you go. You know what's on this. You're a chemistry teacher. <laughs> oh, wow, what a way to put God. a button on a COVID-19 episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Huge wow, wow. Six feet. Let's, oh, let's six feet. weaponize homework, goddammit. Let's do oh, that. Oh, jeez. No, don't do that. That's bad. Don't hey. do that. Hopefully Unless your teacher is horrible. Yeah, hopefully somebody in which case, is go. actually listening to this. Yeah. Nobody who has homework is listening to this show. Let's be clear. Yeah. But yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah. Uh, what you should do is go to our website, <laughs> maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com, and you can find the old uh, after-school special episode, and there you can hear the theme to Via Legre, so I don't have to pull that back out. Nope. And uh, yeah, you, you can tweet at us. We are at maghuge. And you can tell us about um, all of the other like 50s sitcoms that we didn't mention. Or you can do that with an email. There's magnificently huge at gmail.com. 
Yeah, don't eat the daisies. Like, come on, everybody. How come we didn't have that at the <laughs> tip of our tongue? Please don't eat the daisies. Please, right. please <laughs> don't eat it, but the daisies. Please don't, don't forget to rate daisies. and share the podcast and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with another topic as we slowly go mad in isolation next week. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs>